0: This is the third weekend of NHL action, and the San Jose Sharks have a 3-3-1 three, three record. I am Aaron James Macias. You're listening to Saturday Bite Live, a podcast dedicated to the Bay Area's professional hockey team. This show, we're going to preview tonight's game against the New York Islanders, as well as do the re- recap on the past two games this week on the road in New Jersey and at home against Buffalo. We'll have updates on Joe Thornton, as well as some great stats and details filled in for this past week of hockey. There's only been two games, which is a lot to share, a lot going on in the world of the sounds of Sharks. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with Saturday by Live. That's one of my favorite songs that I got from the EA Sports NHL franchise video games. That was Apocalyptica with the song Grace off of the Worlds Collide album. Speaking of EA Sports, if you're a gamer and a fan of the San Jose Sharks, you should enter their sweepstakes. That's right. Have an opportunity to win a customized PlayStation 4 decorated in San Jose Sharks logo, as well as two signed Sounds of Sharks jerseys. And four game tickets. I shared the link on Twitter. Follow me at Saturday Bite And enter EA Sports Contest. Get yourself a PlayStation 4. I like that track in the back. That's why I play it so loud. We call that Real Till here. That's custom made by yours truly. So is the, um, the intro of the song. But enough... About what I'm doing. Let's talk about what the Sharks are doing. San Jose Sharks finished off a five-game road trip in New Jersey. Game six of the year against the Devils. It was a Sunday morning treat for hockey fans in the Bay Area. The Sharks started off very hungry. The first period, they were shooting the puck and they were making the offensive plays. You can see the aggression and the grit. Unfortunately, they fell just short in the third period. And the New Jersey Devils got the best of us, with the final score being 3-2. A lot of people were scrutinizing the Sharks for their inability to produce on the power play. And that last game on the road was definitely one of these games where they could have used some offense when they're on the man advantage. They went 0-3 for on the power play. Um, Equally as impressive As a power play, or excuse me, equally impressive, though, is um, the penalty kill. So, I know it's hard to say the word impressive when it comes to a loss, but the penalty kill went 1 for 8. So that's the other reason why the Sharks were unable to close the game. When you spend 16 minutes on the penalty kill, I mean, that's almost a whole entire period 16 minutes, almost one entire period in the sin bin. So, as much as um, that stat isn't very flattering for Sharks fans being on the penalty, you know, committing eight penalties, the flip side of that is we only allowed one goal of the three that New Jersey scored while shorthanded. So, um, you know, the offense was. Present, they had 39 shots on goal. Um, some key stats to take away for the Sharks. Dylan played his 300th game until He had three hits and three blocked shots against the Devils. Miles Wood loses a tooth. I know he's not a Sharks player, but that's definitely something, you know, you got to mention. That's some old-time hockey right there. You rarely see, well, let's not say rarely, but, you know, in today's game, toothless hockey players are as rare as, well, Brent Burns. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Brent Burns, he was suspected of foul play from the fans. You could hear it in their reaction. The crowd went wild. They thought that he somehow high-sticked would. But after instant replay, you know, the gift of instant replay... You can see that the puck was deflected, strangely enough, upwards toward his mouth. And, well, you have a souvenir now. You're a hockey player. Welcome to the club, Miles Wood. Pavelski gets his 700th career point on his third goal of the season. So congratulations to Pavelski. The captain is um, on his contract year, as we mentioned in the last podcast. So you definitely want to see production from the guy that's supposed to be the leader of your team. And uh, the production didn't stop. Pavelski got another goal in Game Seven against Buffalo. The San Jose Sharks headed into Game Seven, picking up five points on the five-game road trip. Once again, they were heavily scrutinized for the lack of production on the man advantage. Uh, Heading into the game against Buffalo, the Sharks only scored twice out of 21 opportunities on the power play. That's 9.5 percent, nine and a half percent conversion rate on the power play going into the Buffalo game. However, they turned it around and just seeing the Sharks' ability to score in a power play and how much that changes their game. I mean, it's obvious. They went 3-7, for seven, which isn't, you know, it isn't bad, but uh, those three power play goals, they they came early and um, the goals are coming often. they scored five. Big kudos and thanks to Logan Couture who picked up his third career hat trick congratulations Couture, his uh, third goal came on an empty net The um, just a quick stat, the Buffalo Sabres have now fell the previous three games to the San Jose Sharks so the San Jose Sharks are continuing to get the best of the Sabres and it's an official streak, you got three games, uh, they will meet Buffalo later on this season again And we'll see if we could make it 4-for-4. This was the 40th meeting in franchise history. Buffalo does have the better of us in that overall 40-game record. But nonetheless, San Jose Sharks have been getting the best out of this New York team. And they pick up a big victory at home. Just the second game played at the tank. But the Sharks get their first victory here in San Jose. So that was quite the treat for the fans big shout out to our inside guy Benito the Tank Wars. he got to witness his first hat trick it's amazing I remember my first hat trick I remember when I was a lower level and just throwing the hat onto the ice being in the lower levels is pretty unique within itself during a hat trick because you often get a lot of hats pouring they're raining on you so not only are you tossing your hat but you're tossing a couple of hats that may have landed on you or within proximity from people up in the 200 sections. Anyways, uh, so kudos to the homie at the tank. Got to see his first hat trick. That's that's awesome. You know, um, there's just some things in hockey that never go out of style. Scoring hat tricks and the crowd's reactions is one of them. You know what should go out of style, though, is uh, Detroit Red Wings throwing uh, the fans throwing an octopus on the ice that, that should probably go somewhere else <laughs> anyways uh Kane picked up two assists in that game against his former club so that was nice to see Kane um he's leading the San Jose Sharks right now he has seven points in seven games how about that for production four goals and three assists Kane is uh, leading the Sounds of Sharks in scoring. He's followed by Brent Burns, Logan Couture, and Kevin LeBanc, who have six points. Uh, speaking of Brent Burns, he is on a four-game assist streak. And uh, Timo Meyer, some of our um, you know third and fourth line, some of our um, you know up-and-comers, some of the guys. You know, I mean, the lines are constantly being changed. So, what really is a third and fourth liner these days, right? But nonetheless, uh, we're getting some production from some of our. Um, our younger talent, Timo Meyer, he extends his scoring streak to four games. He has two goals and two assists. And uh, just a quick, uh, little side note: Timo Meyer is one of six players in franchise history to reach the 20-goal mark at age 21 years or younger. So um, we have some great things to see, and you know, until from Mr. Timo there. <coughs> Once again, Logan Couture got a hat trick. He's actually eight points away from tying Nolan Nolan for fifth in points for the Sharks uh, franchise history. And uh, Mark Edward Vlasic, of course, played in his 900th career game. He's the first defenseman in franchise history for the San Jose Sharks to have such a feat. Uh, Martin Jones records 24 saves in a must, you know, a very, very needed victory for Marty Jones. So, uh, hoorah to him. Uh, tonight's game against the Islanders. Whew. It's just 12 days. It's been 12 days since that Monday we all want to forget. <laughs> uh, the Sharks are shut out by the Islanders at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn 4-0. Uh, that was game three of the season. The New York Islanders are one of the few teams to match offensive production with the sounds of Sharks. Uh, the last contest the Islanders had 30 shots to San Jose's 35 if you're wondering why share that stat simply put San Jose Sharks have outshot their opponents in all seven of the games this season Uh, the difference is 270 shots to 187 so yeah definitely definitely um got the offensive production we just need to Stay out of the penalty box. The sounds of Sharks uh, committed five penalties against Buffalo in their last game. Um, so we definitely want to um, take advantage of the power play as well. Uh, the San of Sharks against the Islanders 12 days ago were unable to score on the power play. And um, you know what? New York Islanders, they're tough. They're physical. They outmuscled the Sharks with three times as much hits in Brooklyn sounds sharks had nine hits to new york islanders 21 so we definitely need to play more physical hockey when it comes to the islanders um they the islanders also had a tremendous amount of defense that game uh, they had 23 block shots so what i'm looking forward to and what i think some of the keys of the games to beating the islanders this year are number one capitalize on a penalty number two sale of the penalty box Play the hits we have to match the intensity Um, be aware that they are going to match the offensive production so we have to match their defensive production when they have 23 block shots well that's 23 opportunities that don't get on the net right um and also we have to prevent any of their players from being unchallenged in the crease i remember sharing this as one of my um one of my opinions has being the key factor to that game. It sounds like the Sharks just let the Islanders go uncontested. Letting them skate around in the blue paint. That's supposed to be the goalie's home. Joe Thornton was skating during the Sharks practice. So it's really, really awesome to see Joe lacing up. Obviously, you know, he was placed on an injury reserve as precaution because of a surgically impaired knee that started to swell up and show signs of infection. So, speedy recovery to Jumbo Joe. We can't wait to get you back out on the rink and chasing history. Jumbo Joe Thornton is lined up for quite a couple of milestones this season. And it'll be nice to see him, you know, do all that until. I will not stress and I will not stress this uh, enough. Joe Thornton, one of the most prominent players until history, could have been on another team this year. So yes, uh, other news this week: San Jose Sharks unveiled their well they didn't unveil them. they kind of did a preview during the preseason but the first official game and the brand new jerseys this is their third jersey to be under the adidas the new adi zero jerseys nice to see the sharks back in black to be honest the stealth jerseys by far are one of my favorite jerseys to be released after the Sharks redesigned them way back when they did the uh, Reebok Edge. So this is the 13th jersey. I may be wrong, but this is the 13th jersey. Maybe somewhere around there in franchise history. You had the inaugural home and away jerseys. You had that 2000 style jersey. I think one of the best hockey jerseys ever. The Mike Ritchie years, the early of getting the Bokov years, the Steve Shields years, the Owen Nolan years. Ratchy, Ragnison, Marchment, Corey Luke, Todd Harvey, Scott Thornton, I can go on. Anyways, those jerseys were awesome. They were also the jerseys that we wore when we made it to the Western Conference Championship for the first time in franchise history. So you have the home and away in that style as well as a black armor jersey. Then you yeah, have the Reebok Edge jerseys. Home away, and then eventually the third. So that leaves us at what? We're at eight now. There's the Stadium Series jersey, the 25th anniversary jersey that they released and played with a couple of seasons ago. The Heritage jersey is what they called it. So this is a 10. There's the two Addy Zero jerseys. The ones that have This is Sharks territory behind the collar in the back. That just came out last season. And now this year, Stealth jerseys. If I missed a jersey, feel free to correct me on Twitter at SaturdayBite. So for the most part, that is your recap, and we just got you up to speed with the Sharks. Been a slow week in hockey. There's only three games this week. There was the one on the road that wrapped up the road trip again against the New Jersey Devils. And Los Tiburones night started officially against Buffalo. Anyone who attended that game had an opportunity to get a mailed in rebate, Los Tiburones hat. Anyone that'll be attending tonight's game will get the Los Tiburones jersey. You know what, I heard I heard Shark's radio voice Dan referred to them as a shirtsy I love my shark coverage So often I'm listening to Dan On the radio As well as Randy On the TV Great shark voices But yeah, he, he called them a, a shirtsy Who knows If you want to find out what that means Attend the game in his words. And I believe uh, against New York Rangers, they'll wrap it up with a Los Tiburones, uh, the last featured product of the night. I believe it's just a uh, plain t shirt. So you have the hat, the jersey, and the t shirt. Maybe he just says shirt CA by mistake. Maybe he was just mixing up both uh, the shirt and jersey night. Anyways, uh, that right there is the rink recap. You know, stay tuned. We got some more. Sharks coverage for you, including the Shark Ages, where we'll cover this week in Sharks history, as well as something a little bit special. We got something a little bit special in store for you for the Shark Ages, but I'm not going to spoil it. Stay tuned. I'm Aaron James Macias. This is Saturday Bite Live. Welcome to one of my favorite segments of this podcast, one of my favorite segments of Saturday Night Live, The Shark Ages, where we review the most memorable moments and players until history. This week in Sharks history, October 14th of 2000, Vincent Donfus becomes the 58th player in NHL history to record 1,000 career points. That's amazing. That was 18 years ago. Number 25, 1,000 career points in the NHL. October 15th of 2011, Brent Burns picks up his first goal as a member of the San Jose Sharks. October 17th of 2009, Evgeny Nabokov becomes the first goalie to play 500 games for a post-1979 National Hockey League team And he picks up a victory featuring 31 saves against the New York Islanders. That game ended 4-1. Go Sharks. And this day in Sharks history, October 20th of 2000, the sounds of Sharks played against the Minnesota Wild for the first time in team history. Jeff Friesen scored a goal just 53 seconds into the first period in a game that the Sharks won 3-1 on the road. Now, today, for the Shark Ages, I would like to start part one of a two-part series titled The Tale of Two Tanks. The San Jose Sharks are national hockey league, professional hockey in the Bay Area in general has a long history of being played at the Cow Palace the Cow Palace was completed in 1941 and hosted numerous professional teams and sports way back in the day when they were called the San Francisco Warriors The NBA team called the Cow Palace home in 1962 through 1964 and from 1966 to 1971 prior to them moving to now the Oracle Arena. The Cow Palace has hosted numerous events including The 1964 NBA Finals against the Bolton Celtics. The Major Indoor Soccer League. The 1975 NASL Indoor Championship Game. WWF WCW events, American Indoor Football Association for the San Jose Wolves, most recently the ECHL for the San Francisco Bulls. I may not be able to deliver how special this place is with my own words, but nonetheless, the point to stress is that Cal Palace is rich in history beyond just hosting the San Jose Sharks inaugural season in 1991 and their second season 92 through 93 before they moved to San Jose Arena many first happened at the Cow Palace a lot of franchise first happened in that arena A lot of records that we may not want to remember as San Jose Sharks fans happen in that arena. But nonetheless, some of the positives we'll focus on is that every San Jose Sharks game at the Cow Palace, despite the San Jose Sharks record during their teething years, was sold out. Now, I feel very anxious to get to this special treat. I posted this video on the webpage, live.weebly.com. So you can check it out, because this is something that not only is visually pleasing, it's also just something to listen to for all of us here in podcast land. So if you want to check out the video, you can head to our webpage. But this... Right here is the very first introduction the Salese Sharks were given at the Cow Palace in Daly City, California. So I would like us to focus our attention to the announcer in the arena. Now, ladies and gentlemen, just when you thought it was safe to go to a hockey game, much of a shark's dork or fanatic which I I mean that in a good way but there's just something amazing about watching that laser show as well as listening to it i um, hearing the crowd now you gotta remember uh, the Cow Palace wasn't built for hockey as a matter of fact a little known fact a little or a lesser known fact is that uh the Cow Palace Their rink was actually slightly smaller than the official rink size to play in the National Hockey League. Um, The Cal Palace obviously didn't have the luxury of hosting over 17,000 fans as the Tank does downtown San Jose. So to hear the crowd just roaring, getting super excited for the introduction of that inaugural team, it's just a sight to be seen as well as a sound to be heard it's just awesome <laughs> i can't stress it enough i am lost for words um so in the spirit of properly covering the Cal palace and how important their those uh, first two years in daily city were to the sharks and uh january or on january of 1992 the 28th to be exact sj sharky was introduced to the hockey world he was born out of a Zamboni I thought that was pretty awesome now much of you may have noticed the subtle little tweaks that SJ Sharky has for this season and this kind of in in sequence with the whole stealth mode going on he looks a little bit darker Uh, but the first SJ Sharky boy that grill, he had those shark teeth. He even had a tail. Ain't, ain't that something? Anyways, um, many first again at the Cow Palace. Uh, first hat tricks for the Sharks were, score, were scored there. Uh, Artist Erbe gets the first shutout in team history. There's the first ever draft pick, Pat Falloon. You know he got his opportunity to play in the NHL. Came up big for the Sharks in the Cow Palace during those first two years, and of course the man that legitimized the Sounds of Sharks Norris Trophy winner in the NHL that's best defenseman in the league for some of you who are wet behind the ears uh, none other than Doug Wilson Doug Wilson played his games until at the Cal Palace and you know he's been with the team ever since definitely um, definitely good times from the Cal Palace years that's as much as i want to cover for tonight's episode we have a game coming up right now against the new york islanders i'm looking for the shark attack to come out strong like it did against the sabers just a couple of nights ago and um you know let's go sharks typically i would cover the game live but this weekend is very special very special weekend los tiburones Hispanic Heritage Night at the Tank. And after that last game with the Sabres ended in that, that cheap shot of a fight, right? That heavyweight versus, like, light heavyweight bout. Um, I'm seeing the Sharks, you know, they, they they want that chum. There's blood in the water, and I would like to see them make the Islanders pay for the shutout just 12 days ago. Alright, I am Aaron James Macias. Thank you guys for tuning in. And thank you gals for giving us a listen. Don't forget to give us some love and some likes on Twitter. I often tweet throughout the games trying to give updates and relevant information for what's going on at that moment. At Saturday Byte is where you can find our account. i also like to... Mention it again. I mentioned this second episode, but just one more time. My gratitude to Aaron Dell and to Brian Custom Goldie Gear for retweeting and liking one of our till tweets. Check out the website. It's got a wheelie.com domain, but it's all good. We're just teething here on Saturday by Live ourselves. Saturday Live is where you can find. Our podcast, stories that we find interesting for Los Cibarones, more in-depth coverage for the Shark Ages, as well as more in-depth coverage for the Rink Recap. We offer video highlights of all the games dating back to September of this season. So give us a, a view, and you know what? Let's go Sharks. It's Saturday. Buy it live. It's Hockey Night in San Jose. I'm Aaron James Garcia signing off from the studio in the beautiful Bay Area. South Bay, capital of Silicon Valley. Y'all have a good night. Until next time.